Hello, it is I, Audrey Acton, back in your ears after a, oh my gosh, six, seven week break. Wow. What do you know about that? Crazy, right? Welcome in to season three, Women Are the Journey. I'm so happy to have you join me for this fantastic launch of something completely new and different. Oh, it's all good. What do you think of my new intro music? Kind of fun, isn't it? Different, unusual. Kind of like what's going to be happening with the podcast. Oh my gosh. Aren't you guys excited? I am not even going to have a guest this week. I am going to talk about what has been happening and what will be happening and a little bit more of the depth of what's going to be happening moving forward. So first things first, remember I said that I was going to take two weeks off? (laughs) Yeah, I pretty much took six. (laughs) Crazy, right? I mean, oh my gosh, that was, ah, there was a reason though. Aside from the fact that I got sick twice, which was terrible, the other thing was that I was very confused and I was really feeling blocked and lost and completely disconnected. And for a while there, I almost decided to give up the whole shebang. I was so unsure of what I was doing. The funny thing is, as it turns out, I was not the only one feeling this. Everybody that I talked to was feeling just about the same thing. It seems as if we really reached something uniquely different. I literally don't know anybody that's had a fantastic January. I really don't. Everybody has been off. And I have to say, I was more than a little off. I was a lot off. And fortunately for me, Because I just decided to go with it, it allowed me space to change and shift and evolve myself. And one of the things that I think contributed to the entire bit of feeling confused and blocked and lost was that I am alone. (laughs) I'm alone without kids, I should say. I'm not alone. Daniel's here. I am kidless. For the first time in my adult life, in the 36 years of being an adult, so to speak, I I just did air quotes, quote unquote adult, I have no child in my house. The shift in how I'm living my life and how I see myself and our relationship, I have no way to convey to you guys in a short span of how intense and different it's been. Been a lot of really tough days. On the other hand, absolutely amazing connection with Daniel. Absolutely amazing space in my home. Oh, just awesome. But what was really awesome is that I was supported by him. He let me stay home. He let me do nothing (laughs) and just said, you know, how was your day and how can I support you? And was great. I mean, who could ask for more? 
And what that did is it gave me loads of time to think. I spent so much time not sure of where I was going. Like I said, I wasn't even sure if I was going to do this. I mean, I had this whole idea of rebranding everything and I'm going to go get new headshots and I'm going to get new logo and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that didn't really happen. <laughs> I got new music <laughs> and that may change too. But look, this is the thing. The new direction of this podcast is all about evolution. And so you may see me rebranding. You may see me having even different music again. There will be a whole rebrand on how I look. There may be whole new branding shots for me. It really is up in the air. Basically, just watch for changes as we move through all of this. And that's one of the things that is really cool. I've allowed myself to stay in that space of we're just going to wait and see. Instead of having to have a solid foundation, I am going to allow myself to move forward without really knowing what I'm going to do. <sighs> yes, it's scary. Ooh, scary stuff. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's get into everything and see how it goes. Awesome, right? One of the things that I talked about at the end of season two was I was talking about the search for connection to your source and to yourself, how we feel like we're missing something and we're left out. If anybody hasn't listened to the end of season two, I will drop a link so that you can listen to it. But for now, moving forward, I spent a lot of my time while feeling confused and blocked and lost looking for my own connection to source and trying to find myself and figure out who I was in this new world that I was inhabiting without kids. I mean, talk about a change. Whoa. And it led me to a lot of different places. And one of the things that I found was a researcher of 30 years named Michael Shermer. And he basically has been researching beliefs. I read his book, the believing brain. And he talks about how we construct beliefs about anything from ghosts and gods to politics and conspiracies. One of the things that he talked about, which I loved, because it's so true, once you hear it, it's, uh, you can't unhear it, is that, and I'm going to quote him here, belief comes quickly and naturally. Skepticism is slow and unnatural. And most people have a low tolerance for ambiguity. So essentially confirming our beliefs actually creates a sense of satisfaction and it makes us feel good because we all like feeling right. And if our beliefs are confirmed by everything we look at, oh, we feel righteous and we feel good. Yeah, yeah. But they also confirm the story that we have about ourselves. And the stories we tell ourselves are our beliefs made manifest. And the stories we tell ourselves can be anything. They can be heavy. They can be light. It's just what we tell ourselves about ourselves. I think I've shared the story before about the woman telling her husband as she's eating a chocolate donut that she's tried everything diet and weight loss wise and has not been able to lose weight. And so she's getting gastric bypass while eating the chocolate donut. 
you hear the story right there. I've tried everything and nothing works for me, so I'm gonna do this gastric bypass. I have another story that's sort of a confirmation of the belief as well. I had an employee come in and tell me that she found a lump in her breast. I said, well, you know, doctor and this and that and trying to be hopeful. And she said, oh, it's cancer. And I said, wow, that's, that's kind of extreme right off the bat, isn't it? And she said, oh, I know it's cancer. I know it is. Oddly enough, it turned out to be cancer. What she ended up doing was having a double radical mastectomy and told me at one point that she's always hated her breasts. So she got new breasts. They made her new breasts and she had nipples tattooed on and the whole thing. That was her story. Her story was that she hated her breast. She believed in the cancer. Now, here's one for you. What if she had not believed in the cancer? What if she had had a completely different mindset about it? Would that have been cancer? There's something to blow your mind with, huh? The power of the mind is a crazy thing. Those are extreme versions of the stories we tell ourselves. There's all kinds of little stories that we tell ourselves throughout each and every day that gets us through. And our stories are our beliefs made manifest. The thing with the stories is that if we break down our stories, it makes us very raw and vulnerable. But if we leave those stories alone, we sort of stay stuck and disconnected and alone. Because once we've developed our story, we really isolate ourselves and keep ourselves in this story. It's like a little bubble that we've created for ourselves. But breaking the stories down, it really is rough. Being able to say, wow, I could be wrong. Oh, that's rough. Because what if you are wrong? There may be nothing else out there for you. That's the thing. If I'm wrong, who am I and where do I go from here? One of the things that Michael Shermer talks about in his book is that beliefs can change. And it's really based on our own readiness within our own selves to allow that shift to happen. But it also has to be done with a societal shift as well. Well, the funny thing is we're in that shift right now. I'm not sure if anybody's noticed, but it's kind of crazy out there. It's sort of an anything goes all the time, anywhere. Timing is everything, isn't it? And here I am talking about beliefs in a time where beliefs are really open-ended. Hmm. I do want to talk about the timing of where we are now. We're in a time of belief in politics and social media and a dependency on others for our own happiness and our feelings of completeness and satisfaction. If anything, we've changed our idea of going to church for connecting to God and our community to the church of social media and politics. And sadly, those things haven't really filled that gap very well because you don't really get anything back from the church of social media or the church of politics. If anything, there's a lot of discontent and lack of fulfillment and a lot of misery because there's judgment and comparison and anger. Oh my God, so much anger and so much fear because behind anger is always fear and sadness. 
So everybody is connecting in the church of social media and politics, except for some people out there. There's definitely a movement about disconnecting from our devices and from social media and things like that because there's so much more to our world. And being connected social media-wise and politically, it doesn't fill that necessity in ourselves. It doesn't give us anything. Oh my gosh, it just does nothing but make us feel bad. These are all false gods in a way. I mean, I know that seems crazy to even say that phrase, but I mean, really, that's what they are. That's what they really are. The social media, there's a promise of connection. There's a promise of expanding the people that you know and connecting and staying in the loop and knowing what's going on. And that's not true. There's also the aspect of you're one of this tribe, especially with politics. Doesn't matter where you lean, what you believed in, nothing. You're part of a tribe. But the problem is most of the tribes are not very nice and they're certainly not satisfying and they just feed bad feelings. They feed dissension. They do not feed connection. They don't satisfy the deeper needs inside of us of looking for something more than who we are. So why am I talking about beliefs? Seems a bit extreme, right? I said before, our beliefs tell our stories. Part of telling our stories is our beliefs also govern our decisions and they hold us hostage to our own misery. Let me explain. We make over 30,000 decisions every day. 30,000. That's crazy. I mean, obviously there's a level of decision-making that is so not on the conscious level that it's out of control. But if you think about it, even the basic ones, like going to Starbucks, you're going to go get some coffee. There's a belief system in there. You are being run by your own beliefs and your stories because the stories are made from your beliefs. It all comes back around. It's like this little circle thing, right? The reason why we're being held hostage by these beliefs is because we aren't going outside of our own bubbles. We aren't going outside and seeing the other possibilities out in our wonderful, amazing world. And not just our world, but in the universe in general, everywhere, there are possibilities that we know nothing about. And those possibilities can burst those bubbles. So that's why I'm talking about beliefs. I found a blog years ago called 52 Things in 52 Weeks. And it's run by a young lady who is an entertainment attorney. When I found her, I was amazed because what she was doing was something new every week, something she'd never done before. What an eye-opener that was. Ooh, 52 new things in a year. How cool is that? Now she did all kinds of stuff. On her list, she's had acupuncture, she's gone to the Amish country, archery, she's climbed a waterfall, she's made pies and cakes from scratch, she's gone dog sledding. Her list at this point is, well, uh, well, it's over 250. It's absolutely brilliant to me because one of the reasons why she started it was out of fear. 
fear of not knowing what to do with herself, not knowing what to do with her life and where she was going to go with herself. And one of the things that I realized from finding her was that you can't know how you want to change your life, what you want to do different, if you don't know anything different than where you are. Simple, right? We all live in the bubble of our own belief so that we're constantly confirming our own beliefs over and over again. And how can you change anything in your bubble? How can you shift anything? How can you expand or deepen yourself if you are not challenged in any way? And here she is doing 52 things a year. And I don't know how far she is into this now. I think she's probably in year number four. I think she's backed off on the once a week thing, but the first year she was solid. And she did blog posts on what she did. She had pictures and she didn't call it a bucket list. She called it more of an expansion of her mindset, of her worldview, of doing and seeing things that she'd never done before. Always been intrigued by her, always loved the bravery behind that because that takes a lot of balls to do that. She just opened the door and said, I'm going to do it. And what an inspiration. So now I'm kind of opening up my own 52 things. I'm going to offer up a version by opening the Pandora's box on beliefs. We're going to explore pantheons, what energy is, what quantum physics are, magic. We're going to talk about moon magic. We're going to talk about Reiki, the law of attraction, Jewish mysticism, herbs, essential oils, archetypes, Scientology, Catholicism, Bach flower remedies, love languages, tarot, druid, you name it. We're going to be talking about food as medicine. We're going to be talking about intuition and human design. There's going to be so many things that you have never heard of before. Some things I've never heard of before, which was kind of cool while going through this. Things I hadn't heard before. Kind of cool. I like that. We're opening up your Pandora's box. We are breaking that bubble that you live in with your beliefs because I know you feel empty. I know that you feel that there's something lacking, that you need more in your life, or I'm going to reference back to the end of season two's episode again. One in six women out there are on some kind of pharmaceutical mind-altering drug. Why are we in that position? Because something is missing in our lives and we have to start with ourselves and we have to break out of our own belief bubble in order to find what is missing. And I'm hoping that what I can do with my 52 things And there's going to be more than 52, obviously, as the season goes on and into next season. I'm hoping that with my weekly adventure, you will find something that breaks you open. You will find something that makes you sing or makes you deeply uncomfortable. (laughs) I love the deeply uncomfortable. (laughs) That means there's something really, really close to a belief that needs to really be blown up. I want to find something that makes you stop and say, whoa. I want to find things that make you want to leave your belief bubble 
and expand who you are and what your possibilities are for you in your life. There are so many things out there in the world and in the universe that we know nothing about. And I'm only going to touch on the stuff that we know. There's so much more out there that we don't know. I don't care what science says. It's all a straight guess still at this point. They can talk about all the scientific anything and everything, but flying was magic until the Wright brothers flew. What's magic now that isn't really magic? And it's just the way of tomorrow. Now, is magic a belief system? Hmm. That's an interesting question, isn't it? One of the things that one of my guests said last year, Elizabeth Purvis, Elizabeth is a magician and has been for two decades at least. What she said is that she believes that magic was the first self-help system in the world. What do you think of that? (laughs) Kind of cool, right? Makes you wonder about magic, doesn't it? Well, hopefully we'll get some witchies in here soon and we can talk about magic. Maybe a sorcerer or two. We'll see. This is the thing. It's up to us to find what breaks our own beliefs. But I want to offer up as many things as I can. Because you know what? You don't have any idea how many beliefs you have that need to be broken in order for you to open yourself up and find what you really need. Because at the end of the day, we're all looking for connection. More than anything, we need to connect with ourselves who we are, what we want with ourselves, what we want with our lives, how we see ourselves. And if we see ourselves as the wine girl, or we see ourselves broken because we need those pharmaceuticals, what if that isn't the truth? What if that story is not true? What if the real story is that you need the Celtic gods? Hmm. What if you need magic? What if you need crystals? What if you need something that isn't provided by the medical profession or the quote unquote straits of society? What if you need something a little bit outside of the box to fulfill you, to connect you with yourself? By connecting with yourself, you connect with source, which is so fulfilling in a way that we don't know because we don't have that life. How do you find fulfillment? Fulfillment creates happiness. We all want happiness, right? But at the bottom line of happiness is fulfillment. How many of us are fulfilled? I see where I'm not fulfilled. And I'm working on filling those unfulfilled parts of myself. It's a journey. It'll never end. Because once I fill one space, the light will shine on that. It will show that there's another shadow somewhere else. And that's okay. That's what our job is right now in our lives. Expand ourselves to expand our world. We all want to make the world a better place, right? Hello? Isn't that what we're told we're supposed to be doing? making the world a better place. Now let's step into that one for a minute, shall we? Ooh, making the world a better place. No, no pressure, right? How are you supposed to make the world a better place? Well, I don't know. And then you feel bad because you don't know how to make the world a better place. 
it's terrible. This is the thing, we're all weird and we're all different, we're all unusual, and that's what makes us all brilliant. If we all thought the same, believed the same, how boring would life be? We would stay stuck as the world was for so long under the control of the Catholic Church, for instance. In every space, we're told that we need to love each other and love the world and love the poor and the needy and blah, 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 blah. Well, how can you? Are you Mother Teresa? Because I can tell you one thing, I'm not. I am so not Mother Teresa. Do I love the world? Do I love everybody, the needy, the poor, blah, blah, blah? No, I don't actually. Sorry, I don't mean to disillusion everybody. I'm not that nice, apparently. Because look, here's the thing. I love my peeps. I know my peeps. I love them more than I could ever say. I don't know how to love the world. I don't know them. And I don't, I don't have that need to love the world. I've been told that I need to love the world for a long time. There's been a lot of people in my life, you know, you have to love everybody. No, I don't. I don't have to love everybody. I don't. It's not my job. My job doesn't even come close to loving everybody. But you know what I can do? I can love my peeps. And I can love my peeps with all my heart and soul. And I can give them every bit of love and knowledge that I can. And maybe they can go out there and love the world. It's hard to say, isn't it? Maybe when I find exactly what I need, it'll happen. And I'll be able to love the world. And I'll be able to be Mother Teresa. I don't know. All I can say right now is that I don't have that in me right now. I don't have that ability. But I do have the ability to love an ever-expanding group of people that I do love and that I can make a difference in their life and that I can share that love with. I don't think you need to love everyone else. I think you need to stop trying to love people that you don't need to love. And what you need to do is learn to love you and the connection to you and your own version of the source. And basically, that's what this podcast is about for right now. It's about you finding your connection to you, breaking your belief bubbles and finding what's going to fulfill you. I hope that this podcast will be able to do that for you. I hope that it will open doors for you that brings you a level of fulfillment that you have been missing in your life. That is my goal at this time. Now, can that change? Absolutely, because you are going to be witness to the full evolution of this podcast as it moves through season three. What's going to happen next? I don't know. I am completely open to any possibility. Am I on the right track with this? My feelers say that I am. My intuition says, yeah, that's where you're supposed to go. My guides have told me that's where I need to go. What's going to happen next? No idea. I didn't know what would happen in season one until about halfway through season one. Will it take that long with this? Eh, Who knows? I'm not in a big hurry. I'm good with where I'm at right now. I think I know where I'm going and where I'm at and what I've got going on and what I hope to bring to everybody. Last but not least, I'm going to talk about Patreon. I started my Patreon last season. And I really didn't push it because I didn't know how. And it really felt uncomfortable to come on here and say, give me money. (laughs) But the bottom line is, I'd like to be able to earn a living. 
And at this point, I am supporting the podcast as opposed to the podcast supporting me. It's all coming out of my pocket. It has from the very beginning. Patreon allows you to help support the podcast and me by definition, because I am the podcast. Basically, I have three levels right now. The first level is a buck a month. Awesome, right? Perfect, easy, $1. And what do you get? You get a shout out and my eternal gratitude for participating and being a part of the podcast. $5 a month gets you a weekly hit by me. I'm going to do videos that I'm going to drop in the Patreon only where I'm going to talk about whatever strikes my fancy. And I can tell you right now, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. None. It's going to be quick hits, probably five minutes tops, but I'm going to get on and talk about something, probably something crazy and something completely off the wall because that's what I'm kind of aiming to do. For $10 a month, you're going to get me and you're going to get the weekly peek under the skirt with everybody that I interview. If you have not heard a peek under the skirt yet, oof, you have missed out because peek under the skirt is an absolute blast. The peek under the skirt is basically just some fun and goofy questions that I ask all the people that I interview at the end of their interview. I ask them about what book, movie, or song permanently changed who they were. They could perform a magic spell. What would it be? If they woke up as the opposite sex, what's the one thing that they would do? How about this one? You go to someone's house and use the bathroom. Do you lick a medicine cabinet? There's a lot more questions than that. And I will drop the link to the highlight reel that I have. There's a ton of laughter and there's also a ton of fun. You get all that for only $10 a month. And you get this really beautiful keychain that was handmade by me. Thank you. And my eternal gratitude, a shout out, and a little note from me. So I'm going to be pushing Patreon. I'll have the link to Patreon in the show notes. Of course, it will be there every week. I'm going to talk about it every week until everybody starts supporting the podcast. <laughs> like it? I love it. Talk about shameless now, right? Hey, look at that. I broke one of my belief bubbles about asking for support. Huh. Amazing how that works, right? Isn't that an interesting example? I love that. And that is going to be it for the beginning of season three. Don't know where we go. We're just going. I hope that you'll join me because I think this is going to be a blast. I think that there's going to be so many things that you're going to find that are going to expand you and your life and offer you a level of fulfillment that you didn't know was possible. Feel free to email me and share your thoughts on whether you love this, you hate it, you're never going to listen again, you're going to share it with your friends. If you have any ideas, if you know someone that might be a good fit for the podcast, maybe you're a good fit for the podcast to be interviewed. Who knows? All I know is that I'm open to anything. You can send me an email to audrey at goddessatthegrindstone.com. I will get those. I will respond to you. Look at that. I'm going to respond and everything. It's the real me. So that is it for this first episode of season three. Start here. Let's see where we go together. I look forward more than I can say 
to sharing all of this information with you. Watch for next week. We've got Kitty Bernat in the room, and she's going to be talking runes and the Norse pantheon. We're going to be talking about Odin. And I will be catching everybody next week. See ya!